Greg Stanley with the Collector Car Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about preserving your collector car. Now, that could be anything from a brand new Ferrari to, you know, maybe an old Bugatti or something. You know, we'll see here. So I'd like to welcome Ryan Remington from Elliott Remington Auto. Now, what is it? Auto Studio? Auto Studio, correct. All right, let me do that again. So I'd like to <laughs> welcome Ryan Remington from Elliott Remington Auto Studio out of Charleston, South Carolina. Ryan, how you doing, buddy? I'm well, and yourself? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you uh, jumping on the podcast here. I always talk about classic cars, collector cars, exotic cars. But one thing I never talk about or very infrequently is how to preserve these cars for future generations. Because when you think about it, we're just caretakers of these incredible cars. And I'm always super nervous with my own cars as far as am I doing a good job? You know, what am I? Am I screwing something up? You know, um, you know, you just want to keep the cars in as great of shape as possible for as long of time. So thank you for joining the Collector Car Podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, yeah. So what I would like for you to do is you have a really cool business in Charleston, South Carolina, and I thought it would be fun for you to kind of review kind of the services you offer, but more importantly, how that applies to preserving cars for the future. Now, I know a lot of your business is probably a little bit of the newer stuff, but I also, you know, in our pre-conversation, you mentioned a couple of the older cars. So if you would give us an overview of what you do, and I'm going to pull up your webpage here right now, if you're watching on YouTube, tell us what you do. And I really love your blog uh, post because you have some great questions. I just want to review because I think our listeners will have those questions as well. So give us an overview. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Elliot Remington Auto Studio is uh, what I define as a car collection management company. Um, so we have climate controlled automotive storage uh, where we care for a variety of vehicles, um, almost something for everyone. I mean, we have classic British, we have, um, you know, your modern day supercars and pretty much everything in between. Um, so um, climate controlled automotive storage. And then we have all of your sort of what I call preservation and protection products, your paint protection film, your ceramic coatings, um, our window film, and then and now uh, our dry ice detailing. So all really exciting and, um, you know, just designed to protect the longevity of the car uh, over its lifetime. Yeah. So if you would give us an overview, because my first question is, is, well, what do I need for my car? So should I have paint protection film? What is ceramic coating? You know, like, you know, dry ice, you know, I know that's a new way to detail. So <clears throat> why don't we just start first? Tell us what is dry icing or how do you say it? Dry ice detailing. What exactly is that? Because I have seen that popped up many, many times nowadays. And I'm just curious as far as what that is, and is it for a specific era car or is it for any kind of car? Yeah, so dry ice detailing is a really non-invasive way of uh, getting into to some more intricate areas of your vehicle. You see it a lot with undercarriages and engine bays, areas that um, you know might be susceptible to damage uh, through more aggressive cleaning or have just years of built up crud, right? You know, whatever it might be. Um, so it's a great way to gently clean those sensitive areas, remove all that uh, buildup uh, without damaging anything, right? Uh, it's safe for electronics. It's safe for the exterior of your vehicle paint, right? It's, it's safe for the interior vehicle. 
uh, now I should say that you definitely want to use a professional if you're looking into dry ice uh, because you can quite quickly damage a vehicle if it's done improperly. Um, but done properly, you know, we um, we had a 1979-11 recently that we performed a dry ice uh, undercarriage cleaning on, and almost all four of the uh, suspension components at, at some point had just exploded, and there was just all sorts of stuff on the in, inside of the wheel wells and we cleaned it right up safely and just really turned the vehicle around um so what what is the dry ice piece because you say dry ice i think of fog machines for halloween you know like can i customize it give it more power no of course not so what is the dry ice aspect is it pressure like a uh, pressure washer but it's the dry ice is it the temperature like what is it that actually takes right. the abrasive gunk off of your car yeah, so what what we do is we get these uh, dry ice pellets, right? So they're almost little beads. It's very similar mm. to, you know, uh, blasting, right? Bead blasting. So they're small dry ice pellets. We put them in our dry ice machine, and then just like a pressure washer, you know, it shoots these pellets towards the the vehicle, and that you know almost instant uh, conversion to you know a gas uh, is what does that cleaning, right? Um, so it's it's very okay. intriguing, and, and it's uh, especially if you're of the nature where you like to watch those videos, it's very satisfying. To right. You see the stuff come off. So <laughs> different from bead blasting, bead blasting, you have a lot of waste and beads left over. Right. So this turns into a liquid that evaporates. Yes. No waste whatsoever. Uh, super easy cleanup. You know, the only thing that you're dealing with is, you know, whatever you're, you're actually removing from the vehicle. How does that work on the inside of the car? I'm curious because you said that earlier and I'm like, you would never take a pressure washer to the inside of a car, you know, so. Yeah. So again, uh, you know, caution in general, but, um, you know, safe for use around uh, electronics and those sensitive areas. Right. So, uh, you know, it's it's the evaporation. You're, you're, there's very little, um, what should I say, you know, just leftover residual. You know, it might come back with a soft cloth or something to dry things off. But other than that, it, it, you'd be really surprised as to how the cleaning works. And for me, it still amazes me, right? And, you know, there are people that are much smarter than me that came up with this idea, and it seems to be working great. Oh, that's really great. Okay, so this seems like one application that you could do a car from 1898, you know, and it would work, right? This is for all generations, every decade of automobile, yeah. right? there's really no limitation to it um again you know i'll stress you can you can obviously damage your vehicle you know if your pressure is too high or you know and that just takes experience and and testing and and you know looking at your surface right what are we cleaning here today right right okay well that's really fascinating so um all right well that's good to know because i know some uh there's some providers especially for pre Pebble Beach Concord Elegance weekend. So those are the best of the best of the best in the world. Uh, they do go through a dry ice procedure and these might be like a 19, whatever, 35 Packard or something, you know, some serious pre-war car where they do use this dry ice uh, application. So, okay. Well, next, if you would, could you tell me the difference between uh, ceramic coat and, um, you know, like a wrap? So I know it's my understanding, tell me where I'm wrong, that you can do a wrap to protect your car Tell me the pros and cons of that. I would imagine one of those is that's not necessarily for older cars because there's a lot of pre-made templates. You might have to customize a template for an older car. And then the second piece, 
the ceramic coating, I believe that's a liquid coating that goes on, but just kind of give our listeners uh, a di- differentiation between the two and what you might apply one to some type of car versus another type of car. Yeah, so the way I describe it is the paint protection film, right, which is a polyurethane uh, film that's applied to the exterior of the vehicle, that's going to be your functional rock chip protection, right? So direct impacts, um, it's going to give you the best protection, you know, for generally those impact areas. Now, you could absolutely wrap an entire vehicle in, in paint protection film, and we do it quite a lot, especially with track cars. Uh, especially on the higher end. Um, but, you know, there's some cons to that, right? It's it's expensive, right? Um, yeah, as you say, there might be, uh, it might be an older car that's not in a kit, you know, or in a template. So, you know, it's called bulking, right? And that's extra effort and, you know, material. Um, so, you know, it really depends on the client and, and how they're going to utilize the vehicle. Um, conversely, ceramic coatings, um, you're 100% right, it's applied, it's a liquid that's applied to the exterior of the surface by hand, and it hardens like glass, right? Um, but unfortunately, there's a lot of just, I don't want to, I don't know how I want to put this, but just the marketing around the ceramic coatings can be a little excessive at times. Um, so there's a lot of a misunderstanding about the protective properties of ceramic coatings. Uh, so typically, if someone was to come to me and they'd ask me about, you know, I want to protect this vehicle, I'd have the conversation, well, you know, what's your driving style like? Because that ceramic coating is not going to be able to stand up to a rock chip moving at your car, you know, at 60 miles, excuse me, at 60 miles an hour. Um, it's going to go through that coating. Uh, sure, there's some protective properties, but really the idea is to preserve the the paint and keep it in the best condition. Uh, with a ceramic coating as opposed to, like I say, that functional, you know, protection that the paint protection film offers. Okay. And I noticed on your website, you do have a very nice Corvette. I'm thinking it's a 61, 62 Corvette. Do you ceramic coat older cars, let's say pre-1980 often? I mean, is that something that you see growing in interest and demand? We do. Um, And I think those cars, especially it's important for, you know, because if you get the paint looking really great, well, let's preserve that, right? Let's keep the paint looking that way. And, you know, the way I look at a ceramic coating is a sacrificial layer, right? So, you know, that coating is the one that's standing up to the elements, right? That's what's getting the beating uh, as opposed to your paint, right? And we all know, especially if you have an older vintage car, that your paint's finite. Right. And if, you know, if you have folks like us that are working on your car, paint corrections and, you know, we're I would hope um, we do it all the time. But I would hope anybody that's working on a vehicle is measuring paint before they start putting a pad on a car, because inevitably you're polishing a car, you're correcting a car, you're removing that material. And the less that material you have, you know, ultimately, you're going to look at at some point needing to have that resprayed or what have you. And you know, get into all sorts of conversations about originality and what, you know, uh, value. And so uh, by having that ceramic coating in there, you don't worry so much about, you know, the paint underneath it. Right. Okay. Yeah. And what's the upkeep and care like for both of these products for the wrap as well, or the vinyl, you know, as as well as the uh, ceramic coat? Do you you wash your car just like normal and uh, wax it or how does that work? 
So wax is not needed whatsoever. In fact, wax uh, and sealants um, can actually clog the coating and inhibit it. Um, you know, the best thing to do is, uh, you know, get yourself a nice Saturday morning uh, two bucket method and go out and enjoy, you know, washing your car because I will absolutely tell you uh, when you have a ceramic coating on your vehicle, it's a lot of fun to wash your car. It just, the beads, it beads up. It's a lot easier. Um, it just, I don't know, for me, it brings joy back to, to doing that process. Uh, so, you know, every two weeks, if you can, um, you know, a nice hand wash is by far the best way to maintain it. Um, you know, they can go through an automated wash. It's not the best uh, for the vehicle, um, but it has to be touchless, right? Um, so, you know, if you have a vehicle that, uh, or I'm sorry, if you have a wash that has any sort of brushes or those flappies, um, you know, we highly recommend avoiding those because it can, you know, uh, void the warranty on those products. Okay. And then what is the life of each of these? You know, I know I would imagine the protect, the protection film would be uh, a shorter life than the ceramic. Is that correct? Um, it depends. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I, we have various warranty periods, you know, two years, seven years, lifetime, right? And I have seen um, ceramic coatings that have, you know, they're a five-year or seven-year warranty, 10 years down the road, and they're working perfectly simply because that person has maintained it, they've taken care of it, uh, they've done all the right things, Right. Uh, right. So just because the warranty is a period doesn't mean that's necessarily the life of the coating itself. On the other hand, I've seen lifetime warranties a year later and they're absolutely destroyed because the client didn't take care of it or, you know, didn't keep up with the maintenance. Right. So it's really, really comes down to how you maintain the vehicle and how you maintain the coating. Now, the paint protection film is a 12 year warranty, at least ours that we use. Um, but I don't ever really suggest pushing that all the way to the end, um, simply because when you're looking to remove that that film, um, the longer it's on there, the harder that can be, become. Um, and especially if you're in usage where you're out in you know, high temp environments, lots of sun. Uh, in Charleston, we have salt air, right? So uh, that's something just to be you know, considerate of, you know, what's it gonna look like when I wanna remove this thing? Right. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. That's that's actually great. How do you can you remove the ceramic coating or is that like especially on an older car when you decide to restore it again or whatever, you know, how does that work? Yeah, the ceramic coating can be removed. Um, you know, generally that's through paint correction, you know, polishing. You know, you do need an abrasive, um, you know, because semi-permanent is what I call it. Right um, now, day to day use, you're not going to you know be able to remove it. But if you get a, a quality paint correction, that's going to bring that uh, coating right off. And it might take multiple steps. Um, our coating, for instance, is has multiple layers. Um, so, you know, the more we layer that, the more difficult it is going to be to remove that coating. Now, is there any scenario where someone does paint protection film and ceramic coating? I would assume not. Quite a bit, actually. Um, that's one of the things that we offer. Uh, really? Okay. Yes, all the time. Um, especially for, you know, daily drivers and, and newer vehicles. Um, what we'll typically do is a, a full front paint protection film application, um, and then we'll coat the rest of the vehicle. Uh, we also coat the paint protection film itself, 
uh, because that gives better longevity to it, helps protect the film uh, as well. So you can do both of those things. And, you know, if you have a, you know, new car and, you know, car prices have gone up quite a bit. So it's always an investment. Um, I think it's a great idea uh, to do the combine those things. And it's a lot more cost effective than doing a full paint protection film wrap, you know, full car. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of which, I, I pulled up your blog page here. I love the questions that you have on here. We'll go through a few of these, but I know there's a lot of different levels in pricing. It depends on the warranty and all that kind of stuff, but let's take the warranty out of it. Like what's a base? Hey, I want to get my, I want to get the, you know, ceramic coating for a car or, you know, the uh, paint protection version. Like what, what's a ballpark, I guess is the best way. Is it three grand for one and five for the other, you know, give us a ballpark. Yeah, so I typically we sell our our you know what is our ion package that's seven years, um, so that starts at nine ninety five you know for a sedan. Um, now the paint protection film you're looking at about two thousand dollars for a full front. Um, so depending on you know what the client's looking for, maybe we combine those things. We do have that you know what's called the ultimate armor package, um, so that settles in at about thirty six hundred. You do the both the um you get actually a lifetime warranty coating and then you get the full front uh paint protection film okay yeah and i'm looking at your blog here and uh one question i am curious how long does it take to do the ceramic coating to cure like is that it needs to be in your shop for a day and a half is it three hour like what's the answer there yeah so we have a um a new product that's ion technology and it's pretty neat um the way i describe it is if you had a vase our base coat goes down and it's like a, a vase full of rocks, right? And then you have our top coat, which settles in between the molecular structure of this coating, right? And so imagine grabbing some sand and filling in the spaces and it all kind of shakes out. Uh, the great thing about this product is that um, before we had to have the car overnight uh, to cure fully before putting it out on the street, whereas now we can have it ready to roll in about two hours. So once we get our, wow. our coating done, it can be ready to roll in the next two hours. Now, granted, it's still curing uh, internally, uh, but as far as safe to drive, you know, we can have a car in and out of the shop in one day. Okay. Yeah, it's really interesting, though, because I, you know, as I, my clients, you know, they'll take order of a new car and before they even see it, it goes to get, you know, ceramic coating or whatever it might be, because uh, that's like the first stop before it even makes it to their garage. Now, you also offer uh storage facilities correct correct yeah so it seems like you're full service there and i know i talked to you a little bit before this call and i asked you what was the oldest car you've you've worked on so to speak so what was the oldest car yeah so uh this i mean amazing vehicle is 1929 bugatti you know roadster uh which was just incredible right um and we had it, it originally came in for storage and of course we went through it did what we could to make it look as, as great as possible uh the owner was uh, pretty unique in ways that he really enjoyed the the wear and tear of the car so he didn't want to you know remove any of that and you know, he kind of liked that look um but just a really fun and interesting car uh to one be able to have and store to drive and then also to be able to work on yeah, that's great. Well, I appreciate your time on the Collector Car Podcast. Uh, please tell us if uh, you know our listeners want to know more about your business, what's the best way to reach you? 
Yeah, so best way to reach us is, uh, you know, hello at ElliotRemington.com. You know, send us an email, drop us a line, come visit. You know, if you're in the Charleston area, we love to have guests. Um, we've got a great showroom and lounge space uh, set up. So come on down, check out the cars, have an espresso with us and just uh, chat cars. Awesome, man. And it kills me because I was just in Charleston, but I did not know you at that time or else I would have dropped by there to have an espresso with you. <laughs> Next time. Absolutely. Next time. All right, man. Thanks, Brian, so much for being on the Collector Car Podcast. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it.